Hola, mi gente. ¿Cómo están? Hello, hello. We are back here and ready to do our next podcast okay. of Latina Truths in, in the, the Burbs. Burbs. Gabby and Lena here. And for the month of September, October, we thought no better way than to celebrate. Celebrate our Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes. And We're going to be having a tidbit of that in our Dime, Dimelo Dimelo segment. Yes. So exciting. Um, and also because we are talking about families, kids, and parenting, it's the back to school shuffle. Yes. Like you said, you told me about an acronym I didn't even know about. BTS. Oh, BTS. Yes. BTS is great. Happy BTS. You'll get that, right? And you'll be like, what does that say? It stands for back to school. Yeah, see, I didn't know about that. So thank <laughs> you for enlightening me, Lena. <laughs> so what does a BTS shuffle entail in the burbs? Oh, man. It's, it's a lot. It starts it usually like a week or two before September. And it's all the, like, the excitement and the planning around like, okay, so your kids have to get new outfits. Yes. They want to have a first day back to school outfit, brand new, um, the clothing and the supplies. Okay. They have to have the cute backpack that matches the lunchbox that matches the water bottle. And oh, can you get their name acronymed on the water bottle too? It's like, are you serious? <laughs> like, so yeah, this is in the burbs. This is how it goes down. But what age do you think your kids really are coming to you and telling you what they want? Cause I feel like my kids aren't quite there yet where they're telling me like, I want this yes. outfit. Yes. But I, for my for my opinion, it's way too young here in the burbs, but it's first grade. I have a first grader, wow. and this year she was like, "Mom, I want to get the backpack to match the lunchbox, and I need to know what water bottle I'm going to use." <laughs> I'm like, "Are you serious?" Because this is like their identity, so it's a way for them to style themselves. Exactly. This is they're building. They're letting you know who they are off of like what they like and what theme they want their backpack to be is it yes. unicorns is right. it butterflies right. is it barbie or mini yes. oh my god so many options um yeah and my kids are in pre-k so they are still um like i said they're more of the challenges that i'm finding right now is how quickly they change in sizes oh and how god. i literally have to every season they jump like one or two sizes. Like I feel like in the summertime, girl, they were a size nine. Yeah. Now they're literally like a size 11. And oh, I'm yeah. just like, they what jump, happened? They like, jump two sizes in like a month. And that normally never happened for them. So it's just a big shift for us. So not only do you have to get like sneakers for back to school, oh, you all have to get Ugh. rain boots and yes. snow boots yes. and snow suits eventually. Yes. So it's a whole... Um, it's a whole to-do to basically get their outfits together and yes. to get clothes for the fall because with the new sizes, you have to get them brand new clothes. You can't use what you used last year. I feel like this time of year is a double-edged sword because on the one hand, I'm super excited to have the kids out of the house and get back to school because yeah. I've had them for all summer, right? Yeah. Like you have. And it's kind of like, I want structure again because then the kids can't run all over me and make me do crazy <laughs> things that I don't want to have to do or feel guilty about doing. So or I, about like, not doing, or feel not guilty doing about them, not doing it. Right? Like too much screen time. It's okay. It's summer. It's okay. <laughs> They're going to school soon. They yeah, won't have Yeah, they'll be in school time. soon, so they won't have that. So that, but then on the other hand, it's like, you're like, oh my gosh, I really don't want to deal with the stores right now. You try to go to Staples or Walmart, and it's like crazy yeah. mayhem. Like, people are there in a panic going, I need, I'm not going to be able to get the last pencil. Like, I have to get this and that. The lines are out the door. It's very stressful. Yeah. If you shop 
where you actually are going into stores. But I know, Gabby, you may yeah. have another experience. I definitely uh, bypassed the stores. I literally <laughs> tell this story to a lot of people. Like, I order everything on the internet. It's just so much easier. You don't have to deal with lines. You don't have to deal with other customers. You don't have to deal with, you know, salespeople that may not have the information you need. Yes. Um, so... I definitely have. While you can do that, do that. Because yes. your kids are younger. They're smaller. I'm still able to do that. And on, I honestly, I also, I just feel like that's a lot of stress for me to take my twins into a store. Yes. And they're going to just be like, I want this or I want this. or Yes. It would just become overwhelming. It is. It is <laughs> overwhelming. And, and for me, too, with having two kids with six-year separation, I used to be able to do them together back to school shopping, like pick one weekend and take both of them with me to like the department store. And now it's like, I can't even do that because... You go old school with the department stores. Oh my God. Yeah, I do. I do. Because see, I, as a shopper, I like to touch and feel. And my kids too, they want to like see what they're going to wear. They want to mm-hmm. try it on. Like they, you know, it's like a whole like experience of whatever. That's cute. So it's, yeah. So it's that shuffle thing. And um, I feel like... Um, along with the supplies and the clothing, um, you also have to consider like the food for the day, like their breakfast and lunch and snacks is a whole other thing that you have to organize that you didn't really have to think about in the summer. Right. I think let's get into um, our morning routine. Oh, like, yes. That's the other thing. Going from summer to a school year, you have to change your whole mental. Now you're not like able to maybe just be at home in the morning and like leisurely have breakfast and right. leisurely have the kids get dressed up no but literally by 8 40 in my household we're pretty much in the car ready to go so what yes. does that mean for my morning routine it's very much like back to back back to back like okay we're waking up okay with my kids we're watching a twins. show yeah we so have you twins. get double i have double, double. trouble yeah okay. and normally i want to say they're still early risers so like 7 a.m okay so that's not an coming. issue of like waking your kid up for school that's no. nice they're up anyway. right okay. yeah so they're you know up they usually watch a show and then um we have them go downstairs to have their breakfast while basically i've i'm making I've made their breakfast they're coming downstairs they're having breakfast and then what are you doing while they're having breakfast and then while they're having breakfast I'm there with them like I'm I'm there literally with them because either like they're asking me for more stuff I'm like still giving them like extra items um and then we all go upstairs and we go um put on their outfits okay so then you get dressed after breakfast yes okay and then eventually we come downstairs to put on our shoes and then head out through the garage into the car. So this is like the routine that we found has worked. And I think like in the burbs, like having houses, sometimes you have to figure out how to like, you know, um, even how many up and downs you're going to do. Are you going to be throwing the clothes over the steps oh, to just yes. like have them oh, have yes. their outfit while they're having breakfast? Or are you, <laughs> you know, and then when you're in a time crunch, you're also doing those sorts of things to like get shortcuts in. Yes, yes, um, yes. And it doesn't always flow I mean, that <laughs> smoothly. Is, that what you just described to me is such an ideal morning. Being able to yeah. get up, leisurely watch a show. But that does not down, happen. Have breakfast, then get dressed, and then leave. So it's like, yeah love those mornings when it was that way yeah and if you can keep it that way that's beautiful that's great that's like an ideal i don't know that i i i would love to aspire to have that (laughs) (laughs) i really would i really would but so i have um a teenager 
And in middle school, he starts school at 7.30, which means he has to get up at 6.45 in the morning. And it's like, in the wintertime, it's still dark out. Yeah. So, what about your daughter? Oh, yeah. So, she's um, she's good. She will get up early. Um, but we now have a rule, because she would also do that, Gabby. She would go downstairs and watch a show of TV. And yeah. then I would scream and call and say, come up and get dressed. She'd come up and get dressed. Then we go back down, and I'd be like, did you have your breakfast while you are watching your show? Because that's what I expected of her. Gotcha. And she wouldn't have eaten her breakfast while watching TV. So then I'm like, okay, well, now we got to get in the car, and i got to get you to school. So you're going to have breakfast in the back seat. Right. <laughs> right. So that, is that, that's a great tip, Lena, that you told me about. Because sometimes, yeah, when the kids don't finish eating their breakfast, and you're like, we got to go. we got to get in the car. Then you're like, you know, it's okay to have to have your kids bring in an item or give them a granola bar or like, you I mean, know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. So, and I know. find that myself too. And it could just be like, I'm a creature of bad habit, but like I find myself <laughs> eating in the car a lot. Yeah. Like I will go to like those drive throughs and grab myself something and eat in the car instead of like having a nice sit down, relaxed meal. I don't, I usually eat in the car. Gotcha. It's so crazy. She's following suit. So I guess, you know, <laughs> this is what happens. Oh my goodness. But then, so let's talk about the transportation trials. Mm-hmm. right of school because if you decide to drive your kid to school that's wonderful and you probably get a little more time doing it that way but then the freaking drop-off line oh like yes. have you ever dealt with this thing yes okay in the suburbs not in the city but in the suburbs there's a drop-off line where you'll have parents that get there like 10 minutes before school opens because they want their kid to be there ready and prepared to learn not me okay <laughs> then you have the middlers that are like okay like let's just get there in time and then you have me who's like miss late all the time and it's almost like I've realized to my benefit to be late because if I'm not late then you're just sitting in your car for 20 minutes with your kids screaming in the background or them complaining about their hair or how they don't have like you know the right socks on whereas if you're late you just pull up all the cars are gone done you kick them out the door go ahead get started go Wow, your your line is twenty minutes. Long? Oh yeah, oh wow. yeah, it's twenty. The cars could be like forty cars deep. Oh no, see, at the school, it's that, a bigger school. That's yeah, why, also right? their pre K is much smaller. We don't run into that, but I definitely agree with you that it's nice to not feel the rush or to be feeling rushed when you're trying to get the kids out. Um, and if you're at the tail end of the line, you don't have to be rushed. That yeah, because much. the other thing that I can't stand that happens is like my daughter will. They'll be like five cars behind me waiting to drop their kid off and open the door. And my daughter will then decide that she also wants to bring her umbrella or oh my her God, this. Yeah. And she's taking time in the back seat. like put. And I'm like, get out. There's people waiting on us. And this is COVID time too. Now they have to always have their masks. A government, so, they forget the mask. Yeah. Or the, something happens with the mask in the car and they yeah. don't like it. <laughs> Then it's like, oh, the world is crumbling. I was telling Lena this one tip that I try to do, um, and it's kind of helped me when I'm in a pinch if I don't have a mask, is keep like a basket of uh, a box of like a disposable masks in the in the car door. That way, in case you don't have the kids' mask, you have something that they can still use. That is awesome. That um, is such a great, great tip. And I remember sitting in Gabby's car going, oh my god, I love the fact that you have disposable mask box <laughs> in your car. And I have one for my boy and one for my girl. Like, it's just, you have, with twins, oh you have, god, I have to have two of it. amazing. Yeah, so. But if you don't car drive your kid to school, mm-hmm. they will be taking public transportation called the bus. Yes. 
Okay, so let's talk about the school bus situation. (laughs) The school bus. So, I mean, your kids do more of the school bus than than mine because right with pre-K, they don't even have that option. So so the bus situation for me is um, an elementary school bus and then the middle school bus. So my son, because he starts school so damn early, right? What time does he start school? He starts school at 7.30, but his bus pickup, if we didn't drive him, would be 6.52 a.m. Right. Which means he's not sleeping till 6.45. That means I have to get him up at like 6.20. And so that's a bit harsh. It's a bit too early. So we drive him. But my daughter, on the other hand, she likes taking the bus, which is great. Yeah. But although that she loves taking the bus... She is always late for the bus. And I'm like waiting at the door. And I'm like, Lucy, we got to go. I hear the bus. I hear the bus down the street. Let's go, Lucy. And she's like, just wait. I got to check my face. She's in the mirror like checking if her lip gloss is on right. Oh, my God. They're she's in crazy. That stage. Yeah, she's in that she's stage. She's in that stage. She is. Like... And it's scary because she's seven going on 17. Oh, my God. Yeah. She perfume. Oh, yeah. She has a little body spray that she uses. That is adorable. Right? And yeah, I mean, she's put together, but I'm like, she doesn't get it with like, she's the bus not, driver is not going to go, I'm conscientious. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, you're dark. Oh, this little girl, she's adorable. She's in the bathroom right now, like checking out her lip gloss before she gets on the bus. He's sorry, not going to care. Sorry, bus driver. Yeah, that's she's not going to care. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. And then, um, just to circle back, I think just for life and kids in general, Alexa is a great tool to have. Um, for your manic mornings? Yeah, for the manic mornings. Yes. You know, my daughter loves to ask Alexa, what's the weather today? And it helps our day to just kind of like see what outfit she's going to wear, even, you know, um, what shoes she's going to have on. Yes. So it that really, is such a good tip. Yeah, it's really, um, Alexa, like, love her. And then I'm always trying to do, like, time checks even on Alexa. And that way they hear also Ooh, what time it is. And I they know. like this. Time right. checks with Alexa. Yeah. Oh, my God, this is genius. Tell us more. Yeah, so my kids hear, like, I, you know, what my reaction is to the time because they can't quite comprehend time yet. Um, right, so right. They're, I'm like, oh, my God, it's 8.35. We have to go. It's 8.40. We have five minutes. And they know, yes, like, the number the five, five is five not minutes. as big as 100 minutes. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so will you have, like, on the Alexa timer, will you have a timer for getting dressed and a timer for eating breakfast? See, that would be if I, like, I'm a really organized person and I'm not there. Okay, okay. Um, no, so I don't I would have say, that. Wow, that I would commend a, you. That is a great idea. That is I think a great there's idea. parents that do that and I commend them as well. That is not me. I'm like the halfway. <laughs> okay. Got you. Got you. Yep. You're in the middle. I'm in the middle. Nice. Balance there. Yeah. So Alexa is a great tip. Those extra masks in your car. If you are dropping the kids off at school, if you are having them bus, then make sure you're there five minutes before the bus driver says he's going to turn up because a lot of times the bus will get to you three minutes before the scheduled and depart before you're out the front door. Oh my God. It's like the Metro North. Oh they yeah. Don't wait. I'm like, wait, are you kidding me? Please, please wait for my daughter. So, or so this is now what they say. Like they say you have to, for their bus schedule time that you get every year, like before your kids start school, they'll say be there five minutes before the bus gets there and five minutes after. So then it ends up that you're waiting outside for Longer. like 15 minutes. Oh, no. Okay. Anywhere between this 15 minute window. Yeah. And in the winter time, in the suburbs it's freaking cold yeah so now mom okay here comes me out with my pajamas on and my fluffy slippers going oh i gotta change my outfit to bring my daughter to the bus (laughs) to the bus only to the bus 
right? God. Because you don't want to be out there in the middle of the winter in pajamas and fluff slippers. So now I'm like putting on my coat, my boots. Now you have to get ready. Now as well, I have to get ready, which is what I have to consider at seven fifteen in the morning. Which I am not a morning person, mm-hmm. but this is okay, people. This is not a huge deal. Yeah. We're just talking about the back to school shuffle, and these are the things that like. We come up with in the burbs because it's not easy. The kids can't just like walk out the door and walk to school like we did growing up. Like I remember walking to school. It Me was too. awesome. I Bye mom, school. kiss, gonna a little wave and you're off. No, 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 no. Not here. <laughs> not in the burbs. A little stressful with their manic mornings and transportation trials. But yeah. um, let's talk about once they're in school. Yeah. And what do they need? They need their snack. They need their lunch unless they're going to buy hot lunch for the day. Mm-hmm. And so preparing your snack is so funny in the burbs because I feel like the perfect moms will have like this bento box, like <laughs> a box with four compartments in it. And they'll put like fruit. For a snack? For a snack. They'll put like fruit. Oh my God. And they'll put like, you know, like some chopped celery or some, you know, like chopped cucumber. And then they'll have like a little cheese bucket and then like something. And, and this is snack, by the way. And so I'm oh looking at that and it's very Pinterest worthy. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is adorable, but I don't have time to do this. Do you do this? So my kids are only in school for three hours a day. It's oh, almost right, right. like preschool. I, okay. I joke that like <laughs> they're literally going into school. By the time they get all their clothes off and actually wash their hands a thousand times during the day, they're already like getting out of school. <laughs> so I don't know. They're only there a t- short time and this uh, our school actually provides snacks. So I don't have to worry oh about Oh my that. God, that's amazing. Yeah. So you don't even have to worry about your child feeling like not as good as another kid who had an amazing bento right. box snack. Right. When I just like threw her a bag of goldfish. Because <laughs> in my day, a bag of goldfish, you hit the That's lottery. That's the lottery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> okay, so then when they get a little bit older, there may be a PTA group or a PTC group mm-hmm. at your child's school, which the PTA, Parent Teacher Advisory Board, or Parent Teacher Council. It is kind of nice in a way. It's a lot of words. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice in a way because, like, they do get the parents involved, and then you can see your kid during the day, or you get to know some of the teachers. And let's say you have a child with learning differences, Mm -hmm. or a child who has anxiety, or a child who really isn't into, like, the structure thing. Maybe you want to be around the school a little bit just to make sure your kid is looked after, right? So if you're not working parent... And not only for the child, but as a parent, it brings you a a comfort level of, like, knowing that your child is doing okay in school. Exactly. That's a great point, too, because it's kind of like being a fly on the wall, so you can even, like, see and observe your kid maybe during uh, recess or at lunchtime because they'll ask you for these roles, like, who's going to be the lunch parent or... Um, they'll be like, who's going to be the photographer for the memory book? Oh my God. Right? Like I never had a yearbook <laughs> in middle school. The yearbook was high school only. This was so new to me. Yeah. That your, your school does yearbooks. Yearbooks for, for, eight, for first, second, third, and fourth graders. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. And I don't know if this is new because when my son was in first grade, he never had a yearbook right. and he went to public school. Right? And, like, what memories are they having during the COVID year? Like, them being in front of a computer? Like. Exactly. Exactly. No, it was it, it was an That's issue for them to be doing this book when they had, like, very few pictures. So there was a lot of pictures of kids from home, mm-hmm. on Zoom with their masks and stuff. But I think they try to, like, highlight certain times of the year where they'll have, like, the book fair. And that's where they get donations to mm-hmm. keep, like, things running smoothly at school, right? Okay. 
or they'll do like a holiday, like a winter theme or like for Halloween, of course, like if the kids can come dressed up in costume, mm -hmm. they'll take photos of them then, you know, and mm -hmm. so it's like a memory of that year. Fine, whatever. But the PTC PTA, if you're not working like full time is a nice option. If you want to get a very small role, I would not recommend getting like to be co-president or secretary or treasurer yeah, no. of this thing because it can be very um bureaucratic and political and then you get into this like whole other little world yeah which i'm not gonna talk about but that's okay <laughs> but i still want to be you know what i mean i still want to be in touch with well i think you have i think as a parent you kind of start to realize what kind of parent you want to be like do you want to be that parent that's super involved and super like I want to be there every day. I want to make sure that I am that fly on the wall. I am keeping that eye on the child. Or are you the parent that's okay kind of just letting go a little bit and, you know, letting the, the school kind of, you know, run their day. And, and of course, you're a concerned parent, but you're not necessarily like, I have to be there. You yes, know, like, yes. So you're not a helicopter parent. I'm not, you're not yeah. super type A controlling. Right. Right. So yeah. different strokes for different folks. And you can choose to be a part of this and or you or you can choose to not be. And I think like for my personality, I'm someone that um I don't want to be as as uh involved as in Got terms it. of like my our school actually asked if anybody wanted to be a class parent. And oh, yeah, I tell me about I, that. Yeah, so this was also gonna be the last year that my kids are in pre-K, so I was just like, really, there's no point in me doing the class parent because they're not even going to be there that many right, years. Exactly. This is their last That's year. No they're about to be in kindergarten. So it just doesn't even make sense for yes. me to like meet all these parents and then basically have to change schools. Right. But if you did choose class parents, yeah. so what, from my small experience of being, I think it was only once a class parent, you just, it's a lot of email communications back yes. and forth to the other parents in the class, right? right? And then and you, you can decide how much of an involvement you want to have. You know, I think our, our, our school right now has like six class parents. So I was like, all right, oh, kudos to them awesome. for like stepping up. Oh, that's I was, more I was more, I'm more of a behind the scenes person. Person. Yes. Um, so I think like I will I will definitely attend a lot of the things that they do. Okay, so they, cool. they do like um get togethers at the park or like oh, there we go. nature centers or doing See, things. See, I like that. It's like volunteer at your own will. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like don't feel pressured to buy into the directory. But you and do all have that. to do like the e you have to do the emails and like get the, the check do the check-ins, like the follow-ups, like yes. who's coming, blah blah blah. So yes. you have to figure out if that's something that you know you enjoy. Like it's you know, yes. everybody learns about themselves even in this stage of parenthood. Exactly. So I think give ourselves a break if we aren't that super, super involved parent and be okay with whatever you want to do. Exactly. No um, judgment here, people. Yeah. If you are a parent in suburbia with kids in the public school systems or, or private, whatever, it's a funny thing because parents will be like, oh, are, did you go to the PTA meeting or the board of ed meeting? Or are I you know, on the soccer everyone's... mom's board? Or did you do like, and I'm like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I did, but didn't. <laughs> so it's a whole community, right? But then let's get into the activities that the, the kids are going to be facing, right? So it's like, I almost felt like um, when I was a kid growing up, there wasn't as many options of things that you felt obligated to join or to be a part of or to do. Like, of course, there was Girl Scouts. Like, I think it was a brownie, you know. Oh, that's so cute. And yeah. like, of course, I, I had an activity like one. I would either be in dance I'd be in tennis. Right. But I feel like here in the burbs, these parents will over schedule their kids to a point where like they're in four different sports trying to get their homework done, trying to eat a well-balanced meal, trying to have some fun because they're kids. Right. 
and get a good night's sleep. Yeah. It's a lot. I feel like it's a rat race. I do. I feel like do not overschedule your kid. And you may want to because, you know, here's the flip side of that, Gabby. When your kids, very soon, they're going to be in kindergarten. You're going to see all these flyers thrown at you. Like, do you want to join this? Do you want to have your kid come for this? Here's a free hour of this to see if you like this sport. And yeah, you want them involved, but it's like, you almost feel like you have to do two or three of these things. They're giving you options to do. Because then they're going to feel like they missed out. Or yeah, what is it that? Because then when they're, they're stu- like their peers are talking the next day, they're all talking about whatever activity they were in or what That's sport. Interesting. Yeah, right? And so then you don't want your kid to feel completely left out. Like, I'm not in any of those. It's kind of like the club, <laughs> right? Are you in the cool kids club? Right? Right. I feel like it's kind of like that. So club sports. Right. Club sports are really big in the burbs. Back to school is a huge stressful time for kids that are a little bit older in the system where they're doing tryouts. They're actually going for tryouts to say, can I make this team? Am right. I good enough? And then there's two teams. There's like a regular town team where you can just like play rec, like mm-hmm. recreational basketball and recreational tennis, which is awesome. I think that's great. And then there's like the uber competitive teams. It's like, are you on the travel team? Because if you're not on the travel basketball team and you're on the regular basketball team, mm-hmm. then you're not really on the basketball team. I think, you know... (laughs) Isn't that crazy? I think... And tell me if I'm wrong, Lena. I think, you know, have your kids maybe dabble here and there and see how it goes. But I agree with you. I don't think it's... It's important to not overschedule the kids. And... I don't know. I haven't gone you're, through it yet. You're, so. I, think, I think the thing is, as long as you're doing what's good for your kid, like if your child wants to. Still figuring it out. <laughs> 100%. Like if your child is saying, mom, I want to play, right. you know, baseball, or I want to do if dance. If you see that motivation from the child, from then the child, for sure. Yes. I 100% encourage that and support them in that. But I just don't necessarily always feel like having other people tell me what my kid should and should be doing and then having my child feel kind of pressured into doing things because every other fifth and sixth or every other second and third grader are doing it. Yeah. You know, so that you have to have like some sense of reason when it comes to what you're signing them up for. And then, you know, there's Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, there's CCD. If they, if you want to give them any kind of a religion or any kind of faith, Mm -hmm. there's those classes. Um, Some kids are super into the arts and music. So it's like they're taking an instrument. Mm-hmm. lesson and they have to sign up for instrument classes as well as sports classes as well as like the geek classes like chess club right yeah too many options <laughs> so but um being said for back to school gabby and i's kids are happily all of them back to school now which is wonderful and um it gives gabby and i time to talk about some more exciting things rather than school, like <laughs> Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes, for our Dimelo Dimelo, we are going to honor Hispanic Heritage Month. And um, did you guys know that Hispanic Heritage Month is actually in two months? <laughs> um, September and October, it runs from September 15th through October 15th. I did not actually realize that. Yes, um, yes, awesome. The other thing, Hispanic Heritage Month is an an opportunity for us to celebrate achievements and contributions of Hispanics. So one of the things that um, we came across was this awesome article by the Oprah Daily. It's called 20 Famous Hispanic People Who Are Killing It in 2021. So like these things, it's like I don't really take the time to look into all these things, but I do feel like in a Hispanic Heritage Month, I should. It's part of like my DNA. Absolutely. I think we're also 
I think doing the podcast has allowed us to even immerse ourselves a little bit more into absolutely our roots, and I uh, I'm so appreciative of of that. Yes. Yes. Um, what else is fun this this month? Okay, so we learned about a new term called Latin X. Oh my gosh, that's right, Latin X. Latin X. We were like, what is this? We've never heard of it. So it's a term basically that's um. It's a gender gender neutral, neutral alternative to Latina or Latino. So basically someone that doesn't identify themselves with a gender goes by Latinx. But like the pronouns that they're teaching right. kids in school, like, okay, so I'm Lena and I go by her and she. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's really interesting. But anyways, Latinx is just new for 2021. This new you can look it up, find out what you um uh, can enjoy. We have um, three or four really now unique, take, right, right? And now taking it back to history, um, we want to give you a little bit of historical uh, significance and, and people that have, Hispanics that have made great contributions um, throughout history. Um, dímelo, dímelo, Gabby. Yes. Okay. Let me let you know. Dímelo, dímelo. Um, Ellen Ochoa, she was actually the first Hispanic astronaut. Ooh, yeah. That is awesome. Uh, Guillermo Camarena is another Hispanic that made a huge contribution. Um, he introduced color television to the world. So what? he really? was in, um, instrumental in developing some sort of technology that allowed color to show on TV. So thank you, so cool. Guillermo, thank you Guillermo Camarena. Thank you. Gracias. For- <laughs> What will we do without us our TV? Best pastime, which is television. I know, seriously. <laughs> Especially with COVID. And then we have Dr. Domingo Liotta. He Ooh. created the first artificial heart to be successfully transplanted in human beings. Oh my gosh. I think these are amazing that contributions. Amazing. When was that contribution? And that was in 1969. Wow, so. look at that. That is so cool. We have some really significant people in our um in our ethnicity and we are making huge strides and i i want to just highlight that because it's something that gives us pride it's something that like let me know what my people are doing you know that not only amazing. in 2021 but in history in history i love that you brought that together so yeah so yeah. this is the time to celebrate the strength and resilience and the warmth of our community right because hispanics have for so long contributed so much to this country but not a lot of people know that Right. right? We're not always considered to be the smartest race or the most successful race. And so it is, it is a great time to reflect and kind of like do your own digging around and research and seeing like that history piece was so cool. Like I didn't know that, you know, yeah. and it's nice to have that time. Like Gabby said earlier, is like, this is who you are. These are our roots. Like, so why not like unveil our roots a little bit? Like let's, right. you know, I right. just feel like. And it gives other people uh, an opportunity to see the achievements we've made you know um netflix actually has this um this great show it's it's um the one man show by john leguizamo who i'm i'm sure oh my god i love john most of you might know if you don't he's an amazing actor and he did um this one man show uh he's an amazing actor and comedian yes yes he's done a lot Um, of stand-up shows yeah um msg all about like hispanic boricuas right yes and so he did um last latin history for morons it's uh, (laughs) on netflix so check it out so check it out guys check out that one that sounds really really good 
And um, of course, I always like at this time of year to think of new recipes. So if you go online, you'll see Hispanic Heritage Month recipes. There's yeah. also um, Live Nation is a, um, a concert company which highlights um, all of, well, not all of, but quite a, a number of Latinos that are currently playing live in the towns and cities around you. Um, so there's at least like, I don't know, Enrique Iglesias, and then yeah, you have Ricky Alejandro, Martin. Alejandro Sanz. Alejandro, oh my God. So, it, you know, check it out and see if like some of these are even available, like I want to say virtually, where like you pay a fee, like 25 bucks, and then they'll send you the live recording feed from that event. So that's kind of something fun to do on a Friday night, right? Absolutely. And even have your kids there. Yeah. Like, get them into your culture and love Absolutely. that music. Love that life and vibe that we have. Absolutely. So we want to thank everyone for joining us. And we hope that you take our tips and are able to immerse yourself a little bit more in the Hispanic Heritage Month, which we love love as Latinas. let yourself shine <laughs> let yourself shine everybody and we love you too thanks for listening thank you adios we're gonna leave you with a taste of something that runs so deep in our souls and that is our music listen up for mi tierra by gloria stefan in honor of hispanic heritage month enjoy Apenas